Hi, and welcome back to Unearthing Adoption, episode 40. This is our first episode of the new year, and we're so excited to be here. Speaking of the new year, today we'll be talking about our New Year's resolutions relating to adoption and relating to outside of adoption. And this is, it feels like such a cliche thing to talk about at the new year, but I feel like it's an important thing to talk about and just a nice place to start. So, uh, Lauren, happy new year and welcome back to our first episode of the new year. What, what have you got for us? Yeah. Happy new year, everyone. Yeah, I think you're right. It's sort of, everyone talks about new year resolutions and I love it. I love starting fresh. It feels really good. And someone the other day, I forget who said, it's actually really good to do it like quarterly. You know, like a year is a really long time. 12 months is a long time. And so we can make it like, well, what's my four month goal? No, three month goal. That's quarters, right? Yeah. And so. <laughs> math there. <laughs> we got it. Yeah. So every three months as a reset. And I really like that. And I think it takes away the pressure because I think what happens is people set this goal And then by now, 10 days in, they're like, well, I didn't even start my goal. I give up. And it's so easy to do that. And it's like, well, you can start anytime. So when we say New Year's resolutions, I think it's more like, this is what we're working towards this year. And it's going to look messy. And it's going to be a continuous process. And to not put pressure on ourselves. I haven't even made my true list yet. I feel I was just traveling last week. I moved into a new home and I'm just, I feel very discombobulated. And so for me, it's remembering it's January 10th. I haven't even made my list yet, but knowing this weekend, I'm going to make time and space to do that, to like really hone in and get really, really clear. I do have a couple of things that I would like to mention today, but I'd love to hear from you first. Yeah. I first, I just want to say that that's a really important point that there is a lot of pressure and the more pressure you add to it, the probably the worse it's going to feel. And uh, I know we've talked in length about this, Lauren, about guilt just being so unhelpful towards any goals that you want to set. And I think I mentioned in a podcast episode of ours, maybe a couple of years ago at this point, it must've been around this time, um, but just about setting actionable goals and also allowing for mistakes and for slip ups. And I mean, sometimes like, I have a, a, a just a silly kind of silly goal for myself this year uh, is to do squats every day. Now, if I hurt my knee, I'm not going to expect myself to do squats. I'm not. And that's just that's going to be OK. You know, ex- expect for there to be things that happen because I think that's just life. And that's and, and understand the things that are you're doing and things that are external, because there will always be external things that come up to challenge you. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit more to the external piece? Yeah. um, I guess, I mean, like, for example, like getting injured, that would obviously impact. um, And well, I I can speak personally about this now. uh, That has brought up a new resolution that I wasn't intending to I guess have this this year 
Uh, I'm my, I live with my sister currently, and she'll be moving out here very soon to start a new job, which is so exciting. Uh, however, I am freaking out because I'll be living by myself for the first time ever. Um, and that's that's really nerve-wracking. But of course, right, that's external. That's an external circumstance that, you know, I can't... I guess what makes it external is you can't change it. As much as I would like to, I cannot control my sister <laughs> or the things that happen outside of me. And it's, I mean, that's now a goal for me is to figure out how I can, you know, deal with and be okay with and, and honestly thrive with all of these abandonment and attachment wounds coming up again. What what do you think, Lauren? Yeah, thanks for helping me understand external a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's such a good example of, yeah, your sister getting a job and moving. There's nothing you could have done or can do to change that. And yet, it sounds like you were hit with this pile of bricks of abandonment. I'm like, wait, I'm not ready. And then at the same time, I just heard you say like, and I'm ready to thrive inside of this. I love that. That's so inspiring and so important. Honestly, I think I'd be scared if I had to live by myself right now. I don't like being alone. I can. And sometimes I actually want to be alone, but that's just for a little bit. And then I'm like, okay, I'm over being alone now. And I do think it's probably related to the adoption piece and um, some of that wounding. I don't want to be alone because of that scary. Why is that scary? Like, why is it scary? I don't know. Do you have, what, is it scary for you or is it something else? It is scary for me. It always, it, it always has been scary for me. Even since before I knew it was. I, my parents would tell us stories all the time of, I would have night terrors and then I wouldn't be able to sleep without Natalie. And so I'd sneak into Natalie's room and go sleep in her room. And uh, so I think even subconsciously being alone, has <laughs> been a scary process for me. Uh, it really came to fruition in college when I started um, like my adoption trauma, like processing and everything like that. And just learning what that meant and kind of putting the pieces together. It was all really scary. Um, you know, granted I, I'm so much better at it than I was. And I think there's just a lot in learning that lesson. It's just, it's hard. And it's about going through those things. And, you know, I mean, I worked very intensely with a therapist to to counter this, you know, fear of being alone. Um, but I, I don't, as far as like why it's scary... I mean, the first thing that pops to my head is, I don't know, it just is, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know, but I feel it in my body. It's, it's automatic. Sometimes it'll be like, just a, like a wave. And it's like, I just, it's tightness in my chest and it's knots in my stomach. And, you know, I, I start twitching and it's a total physical response for me at first. And then I'm kind of like, ah, this is why I'm feeling this way. And then going from there and figuring out, you know, okay, well, I'm feeling this way and what are ways that I can, you know, self-soothe or, you know, do I need to call my friend? Do I need to go on a walk? Do I need to drink some water right now? You know, kind of that. I've totally spiraled, but um, 
I don't know. All these things are just coming to mind. And they're so fresh in my head right now. So, Yeah, I like that you named your tools, even as simple as, do I need water? That's such a good one. You know, like, oh, I should probably drink some water right now. What a good, easy tool to grab. Well, because sometimes it, like, literally takes you back to that, like, fully traumatized, like, state where you'll be, like, frozen. Sometimes, like, I would be just, like, triggered and I would realize that, like, oh, my God, I haven't moved. Like, I've just been sat here for I don't know how long, literally just thinking, literally just thinking. And, like, all these possibilities in my head. I'm like, oh, my gosh, but then this could happen. And then if, you know, I do this, then this will happen. And I'll just make up scenarios. And it's like, you know, okay, whoa, like, take a breath. Let me get a sip of water. You know, take a couple of steps. Like, whoa, let me bring myself back to what's happening now. Because I I cannot predict the future. And if I do, I could go down the rabbit hole for 10 years, you know. Yeah. We definitely can't predict the future and we really can only live in the now. I'm reading an awesome book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Tolle, I'm not quite sure. Um, It's really good, but it's just exactly what you're talking about, being present and not falling into the wound or the trap. And I think being an identical twin, like y'all shared a womb. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's very different. You know, that relationship that you have where your nervous systems were once one nervous system that became, I know that you were developed enough, obviously, in the womb to have nervous systems, but you were like one that came, divided into two, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine for you, it's even scarier. But it's still also scary for me. And I wonder how many other people feel scared. Even non-adoptees, I think, also have this. Oh, yeah. Where being alone brings up stuff. And is it that, is it that, is it scary that we're alone? Or is it what happens to our minds when there's no one there to distract us? (laughs) Right. Because, like, I'm fine when I'm showering alone. And I don't think I'm alone. I am alone. I'm by myself, but I'm in that moment. I'm not like, I'm alone. This is scary. But if I'm in my house all day by myself, now I'm freaking myself out. All of a sudden monsters exist in my mind. And I'm like, ah, (laughs) yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's a big one, but I think you're right in saying that. I mean, I think a lot of people deal with this. And especially because we're coming out of that age that was so, we were so isolated for so long, you know, in COVID and quarantine and everything like that. I mean, all of these things impact. But here's a big external one for you, COVID. <laughs> no one was expecting that. Um, man, you know, I uh, I think too, it's so important to, I mean, we were talking about, you know, taking it, you know, having grace with ourselves and. I think too, it's my Natalie and I were talking about having fun resolutions because everyone's always so serious about them. You know, they're like, I'm going to hit the gym for two hours every, every day, you know, or whatever. Um, But Natalie was talking to me about fun New Year's resolutions. And so I made one for myself. Um, And it's, I am 
learning new music software, music, like making software. And I have to make, I don't have to, but I'm choosing to make a different genre of music every two months. So my first two months, my first two month block, January, February, I'm making house music. And it's horrible. Like my track, maybe two minutes into it, it is really, really bad. But I, you know what? I'm having a blast. And that's just kind of a fun resolution. You know, it's something that I can do and go to and work on. And it's just fun. Do you have any fun resolutions, Lauren? I think that's awesome. And I don't actually. And I'm trying to think quickly. I'm like, what's a fun thing that I can do? Um, You know, where I really have a lot of fun is in business and creating and making, this might sound so silly, but like making business cards or, you know, that I feel really fed by that. And it's really fun because I get to be creative in a way that normally is very stressful for me. You know, you've seen me trying to figure out Instagram and editing pictures when I'm just trying to post them. And so, yeah, I don't know. Something about just being more creative and allowing myself to be creative without any pressure. I love that. And yes, I have seen the Instagram <laughs> uh, experimentation that you've done. <laughs> Lauren has gotten just, creative with our Instagram people, but uh, it's chaos trying to figure out how to post. Instagram changes; they change it, mm-hmm. and it all looks—it's like different little squares. How am I supposed to know which? What it all looks the same. You're right, but anyway. uh, that's awesome. I didn't realize that about you with the like making business and like business design and stuff like that. That's cool. So I guess to our audience, like that might be something you think of too. Like why not have fun? Find something that that you can have fun doing and let us know. I want to hear about your fun resolutions. You can, I mean, send us a email or maybe drop something in our Instagram comments. What What's a fun resolution that you've got going this year? Yeah, we would definitely love to hear. And as you said, fun resolution, I'm reading my resolution that I typed out for this episode and it's so heavy and so serious. So my resolution is to be aware of when I'm falling into any attachment trap, any like when I'm fall with my adoptive mom, with my birth mom, with my partner, really with anyone when I'm falling into like my wounded self or my little self, that's like pretty big. And I've been practicing that, but I want to get better at it. This is a lifelong journey of healing. And as I witness myself, I feel like I've sort of plateaued where I've done a lot of work and now it's time to go even deeper. I want to be, you know, the best version of me that I can be, which is I don't know. It feels really important to me to be that. And it's so easy to be reactive. It's so easy to respond from this patterned place. Um, and I can, and I sort of, I can now witness myself or I'll, I'll react a certain way. And I'm like, Oh man, I really wish I said that differently. And luckily I can say that in the moment, like, whoops, sorry, mom. 
you know, or something I wasn't courageous enough to say before, which I am now, which is awesome. But I really want to work on healing my relationship with my adoptive mom, my mom, I just call her my mom, but for this purpose, I'll say adoptive mom. Um, You know, she's aging and she's getting older and I want to make sure that our time together in this part of her life, like I want, uh, I want it to be good. I want good memories. I want to create new good memories where I'm not just triggered, where I'm not just being mean, where I'm just not acting out from 15 year old me, right? Where I can actually show up as 34 year old me who's done over a decade of inner work. Like here I am now. Um, and then it's so rewarding, you know, in those moments where I can get those connected moments and it feels really good and a win. Isn't it amazing when you have those moments where you know what you're saying or what you're doing or how you're acting is different and where you can see like, oh, maybe, you know, a triggered version of me would have reacted like this, but instead, you know, I'm, I've granted the space to myself and to whoever to react in a different way, in a healed way. I'm excited for you. That's really awesome. And, I mean, it's inspiring for me. Like, you know, I look ahead and I'm like, wow, where am I going to be when I'm 34? Like, I hope that I can be doing that <laughs> as well. And we talk about this a lot. It's kind of an ongoing joke. Lauren and I are 10 years apart, <laughs> right? 10 or 9, something like that. And we talk about all the time <laughs> how uh, we're 9 years apart. Um. But I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. That's funny to think about. I'm inspiring you for when 10 years in your future. Yeah, I think it's a great question. I think that too. Where will I be in 10 years if I keep doing this work that I'm doing with myself, with my clients? I grow a lot by witnessing and working with my clients. Mm. Uh, it's a really beautiful process. And I think we don't talk about a lot as therapists, but as your client shows up, they're also your mirror, just like everyone's our mirrors. So is your client. And when I get to witness families and humans just in their messiness, but they're working really hard, it's so inspiring. I'm inspired by my clients every day. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really cool to be able to see that and to witness it. And for myself being able to, to make sure that I'm not just slacking off, right? I'm like, okay, I plateaued. Now what do I do? I don't want to stay here. That seems very unfulfilling for me. And yeah, so I feel, um, I don't know, motivated to keep going. And I like it when I feel connected and not disconnected. Mm. I well we we've had so much like stuff happen at work like amongst my coworkers we've just had up uh, this is going to get kind of heavy for a second but um we're used to that here at the unearthing adoption podcast we uh we've been having dealing with a lot of uh like death like people have we've had a couple of coworkers die this year and yeah like a lot of family members and it's just been really like a very stark reminder that like anything can happen and it's been I mean I'm not someone who has experienced a lot of death like close 
And it's really, I mean, it's like a slap in the face. It's like, oh, you know, it's a reminder of like, okay, I'm going to take this second to remember like who I'm talking to and how I'm talking to people. And I'm just, I've been so viciously aware of that recently because you really, I don't know, you never know. And, and that in itself has been so motivating to like just continue to develop as a person and to honestly like treat myself with kindness and to treat those closest to me like just things happen right like we fight with people we get in disagreements you know but oh you really never know and i think saying i love you and like feeling it when you say it and and just meaning it is so so important so i'm 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 thinking about that a lot in regards to i don't know my family and my close friends and even just i don't know strangers like not everybody's nice <laughs> everyone has different stuff but like i don't know smiling at people taking a second to like hold the door for somebody these things I think they build up so it's already get kind of heavy there for a second that's just been like a prominent thing that's been happening in my life I think it's really important to talk about it and I love the little moments you know holding the door open I used to be so scared of people and I would always look down. I never make eye contact. And now that I'm a healthier version of myself, I do try to go out of my way to compliment someone or to hold the door. And it feels really good. That That's a fun resolution, right? Like I'm going to hold the door. And every time I'm out and there's a door to hold, I'm going to hold it for one person. I like that. I already do that anyway, but that's like really fun. And so I'm going to think of another fun one at some point, but you said something about forgiveness. And I think in the adoptee world, forgiveness is something we really, really, really struggle with. Because when we feel abandoned or hurt, at least for me, I go so deep into my wound that I put my walls up immediately. And it's has in the past been really hard for me to forgive. And practicing forgiveness this is what I've been doing with my mom. It's like, I saw this awesome meme that's been going around and it's like, it's your mom's first time living on earth too. And I'm like, dang, I should not be so hard on her. And I've learned how to be less hard on myself, which is very helpful. Um, but this idea of forgiveness is so important. And I think for some reason, a lot of adoptees have this like, self-hatred like we hate ourselves because of our adoption and abandonment wound um and so then we just like we just like project it everywhere on every single person and then we get stuck and we don't we can't forgive and then we're you know what there's another saying somewhere sorry I don't have any like resources of where I'm getting this but no I've heard everything I say I've heard somewhere <laughs> um there is a resource out there but um 
this idea of like, when you don't forgive someone, they don't feel the hurt. Like I feel the hurt. So if I'm mad at you, Glenna, and I'm not forgiving you, I'm hurting every time I think of you. You are in your own world, doing your own thing. Maybe you don't even know I'm mad at you, right? And so that really resonated with me too, that wisdom of like, when we don't forgive, we suffer. And I don't want to suffer (laughs) in that way, at least. Absolutely. Yeah. What a, well, I mean, just as you're speaking about it, what a powerful thing. I mean, when you were speaking about your forgiveness towards your adoptive mom, I, I feel the exact same way. You know, grow I, like my teenage years, I was just so angry, so angry. And I would say things and, you know, my, you know, my parents have said things and it's it, like if we I think we've forgiven each other and it's amazing when you have those moments where you like feel that forgiveness with each other but I couldn't agree w- more with what you said and and that goes kind of back to the whole external thing like yeah somebody might be living their own life and not even know how you feel and that is just causing you suffering forgiveness and letting go and being aware of how many beautiful mistakes will be made in our lives do you have any thoughts or feelings to wrap up are you feeling pretty good yeah i am feeling really good i was thinking maybe we could just like take a few breaths together before we end i think that's a fantastic idea Okay, great. I would love to breathe in. Let's do just like a count of four and then we'll release. And let's just do two of those. And listeners, please join in. Okay, ready? Okay, breathing in. And then breathing out. Amazing. Yeah, really good to be here and to speak our resolutions and forgive, let go, and fun resolutions. I like it. Love it. Feels good. And thank you for leading us through those, just those couple of breaths. I noticed that I was like speaking about some of this stuff, like it kind of brought up a lot for me emotionally. So what a great reminder just to center Come back to the breath. And so thanks for doing that. Really appreciate My it. pleasure. To our listeners, we are happy to that you're here with us in the new year. And next episode, we have a very exciting guest coming to share. He is a teacher as well as an adoptee. And he has just an incredible story. We can't wait to share with you. So we'll catch you on that episode. And until then, take care and know that we love you.